0: Thank you. Uh, right, good evening everybody. Uh, welcome to uh, another coffee corner. Uh, I'm pleased to welcome uh, Josh Reynolds this evening. Evening, Josh.
1: Hey, ready, are you? Going?
0: Yeah, good. Thank you, Paul. Good. Um, so, obviously, for those who have been before, uh, welcome back. Um, I think Josh, without giving anything away, but there's a few people that have been looking forward to having you on this call for a long time. So, I know there'll be some good questions coming your way at the end. For those who were the first time, welcome. Um, and now we normally work to spend about 40, 45 minutes with Josh, just having a bit of a natter, finding a little bit about him and his background and things like that. And then obviously last 10, 50 minutes or so, we'll open up to you guys and I'm sure Josh will do his best to to answer some of the questions. Um, so Josh, I'll I'll start off as I normally start, pal. How did it all begin? When did you first pick up a rugby ball or decide to, to have a go at, at rugby?
1: Well, yeah, you, you, uh, you. A lot of people on here being English and uh, football being the number one sport over here. I probably be shocked that I actually played soccer back home first um, when I was five years old. I I went to a school and lived. I uh, grew up in an area that was um, yeah, like football orientated, and um, I probably wasn't the toughest kid. <laughs> I was a bit of a, um, as my mum used to call me, a bit of a, a bit of a wuss. (laughs) She threw me into, um, she threw me into uh, football first, and um, you know what? I went pretty, pretty good. Um, You know, I was a striker and I scored a fair few goals in my first year, and um, I enjoyed it. But then uh, my dad was, you know, rugby league mad. Yeah. It didn't sit too well with him uh, <laughs> uh, or my grandfather, to be completely honest. Um, you know, me playing uh, football and in saying that, I also had some uh, friends uh, from school who were playing rugby. So when I was six, I played for my local club, uh, the St. George Dragons. And yeah, from then on, stayed there uh, my whole career. And I uh, Won a fair few grand finals there. Um, yes. we, actually, we actually got a record there. Um, I'm not, I think it might have been three years undefeated. We won. Um, it may be like sevens to ten. So yeah, we had a pretty red hot side, and about two or three of us actually ended up playing grade from that team from ten right. years old onwards. So yeah, it's it was a, the club was a big part of my my upbringing and. I'm always doing my best. Obviously, it's hard at the moment being over here, but I'm always doing my best to go back there and, you know, help out as much as I can because it brought so much joy to my my childhood right. and, yeah, probably helped mould the player slash person I am today.
0: Nice. So you said there that family was a big focus. What was... Family like growing up. You mentioned obviously your mum, your dad, and granddad and stuff. Are you, are you are you only child? Have you got any cousins, brothers, sisters? So
1: Is we haven't a, got really got a big family, mate. No, we've got, so I've got one one brother, and yeah. he's a, a little younger than me. Um, my dad's side's not massive, probably about six or seven cousins. My mum's side even smaller, only four cousins. Wow. Uh, yeah, so. We're not too big, but in saying that, um, they've been a massive part of my my career, um, especially probably, you know, my mum's side. Her sister, her, my auntie and uncle, they live a good probably hour and a half to two hours away from everywhere I played and for my NRL career and even before that, they've, been, they've come to every game and uh, it's a massive – people probably don't realise how big that is, uh, yeah. you know, support, having a support base around you, especially when I suppose you start um, playing, you know, a bit of not professional, but like you're getting up there, playing some tough games and, you know, you go through the ups and the downs of, yeah. and if you're good enough. And when you're small and I was, you know, me, I was skinny. I was, you know, I wasn't the, the most talented guy growing up. So, yeah, I'll be forever grateful for them and my whole family, to be honest, for the support that they've given me through my footy career and just my life in general.
0: Nice, pal. Nice. You mentioned there that you were a bit of a skinny lad, a bit of a, a late, a late grower, we'll say a late developer. Um, when were it that people started to notice you as a player, as a junior, and you start getting noticed by clubs and things like that?
1: Well, yeah, I'm still skinny, as usual. probably see every week in those jerseys. I can't even fill them out. <laughs> so I'm still waiting for that, I'm still waiting for that spurt. I'm 32, but it won't be too, too long I <laughs> to get it. But um, yeah, it's not for a long, long time, you know. I and I, I don't say this in the way of oh, you know, I, I, didn't make the teams, and you know, I eventually got there. If to be, you know, a story or whatnot, but that's honestly how it went. I didn't even, you know, coming out of school, I played B grade for my school team, um, and you know, a lot of, a lot of NRL, especially NRL players who go on to play. Um, you know, in our role for a long yeah, yeah. time, Australian schoolboys, or, you know, probably the same over here, you know, the, the the English team. And I know a lot of our young boys at the moment who are in our academy and whatnot have played for England yeah. yeah. Australia in those games. Um, it probably, you know, for me and, you know, obviously the people at the Bulldogs at the time, um, I was in the teams. I was always in the teams from 16, A uh, first team at, is at 16 to when you, you know, you, you go to under 20s and then it's a, bit, it's a bit make or break, I guess. Yeah. I think for me, probably, you know, without probably talking myself up too much, it's just probably my dedication to to the little things and to training because, like I said before, I, 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 I talent-wise, I probably wasn't up to scratch with a lot of the, the guys coming through. So yeah. I put a lot more emphasis and a lot more work into outworking them. And, you know, I'd just get to training and make sure I ripped in and I've always been pretty – I suppose I pride myself on my fitness. So I've always tried to, you know, be the fittest guy there or, you know, make sure I put my body in front a lot of the time and in defence and stuff to, I suppose, show my worth in a team coming through uh, the systems. And uh, I think probably when I started playing Premier League over there, which is the grade below grade – I started stringing some okay games together. I had a very good side around me. Um, when I was coming through, I was, I had many positions too. I was, I was a nine, I was a seven, I was a six, I was a 13, I was a 14. So I was always that guy that could, you know, uh, play that utility role.
0: Right, is, okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, which is I think good when you're young, because it's, you know, you've got your foot in a few uh, positions and, you know, if one doesn't work out, you can go somewhere else. but when you get a bit older, you don't want that tag because you know yeah, you, can be ultimate, you can be the ultimate benchy. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to lose that quit smart, but um, yeah, mate, just, I just really, you know, everyone goes through it, but you know, I, a lot of people might not know, I'm a plumber by trade. So when I was 16, I left school and yeah, done my trade and, you know, went to training after that. So that was probably the really, the hardest time of my life when I look back now, and realise, yeah, if I didn't do that, uh, you know, get through that hard work, I probably wouldn't have the same, I suppose, work ethic as I do now. Because it was, without sounding sorry for myself, it was a pretty, a pretty tough time, you know, to be do, to be doing both things. But yeah. uh, it got to me where I was today.
0: Yeah, I totally agree, and I think you look at a lot of people in our games now. A lot of a lot of the top players have, like you say, they were either the late developers or they were sort of they've had the knockbacks in their lives and things and it's made them a bit tougher wanting to work a little bit. You get the odd freak, don't you, the player who seems to just yeah. excel and go through, but... Hey, Connor. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Jake, 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 <laughs> who just seems to find it easy and cold. <laughs> yeah. Folding a barrel chick comes out looking like cold. no <laughs> way. Um, but I think that's similar to what we, we had Joe Cater on two weeks ago. And Joe said the same, that he learned a lot about himself when he went to, to Lee and stuck him working on a building site for 10 hours a day. And then he would go in training after that. And like I say, it made him tough. It, it made him into the kid that he is now. So, so definitely. Yeah. Um so bulldogs come through. Um and I've got down here, so you got your your first team appearance, you got your um your debut against Canberra. Yeah. Yep. Can you tell us a little bit like that? What was what sort of the? How did you get told first of all, pal? Because I, I love hearing this. How people get told that they're going to be playing that weekend. So.
1: Yeah. So this this game in particular, before I get into how it happened, is probably the closest game that cold wise I'd ever get to you know playing over here in the cold because Canberra a Canberra away trip on a Friday night is the worst trip you can ever get. You know, if we're in the NRL, and of course, i right. got it. My poor, <laughs> my, my poor family and, and poor little skinny man to go down to Canberra on a Friday night get a massive Canberra pack. Um, and I was playing hooker <laughs> at the time. So um, so it happened. Uh, Michael Ennis, who was the, the captain and um, hooker at the club at that time,
0: yeah,
1: actually played Origin and um, hurt his neck. And the coach, uh, Jim Dimmick, sort of, you know, we had a hooker there, a replacement hooker there, um, ready to go. But, you know, I think I'd been playing some pretty good footy in the, in the lower grades and he sort of just come up to me and because I had a really good relationship with him. He actually knew my dad right.
2: from when we were young
1: and he was a coach, uh, Jim Dimmick, at that time. So we, we always had a laugh and, you know, he always used to say to me, you know, you're a madman like the way you play. Like you've got to try and preserve your body somehow, mate. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. But, he sort of came up to me and he said, look, would you play nine? And I said, nah, nah, I'm six. I want to be a six or a seven. And he said, no, nah, would you play nine in, in first grade? And I said, oh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, 100%. I play. i play anything. I would play front row if, if I had to. <laughs> um, then he said, look, I, I want to throw you in. I said, what, starting nine? He said, yeah. <clears throat> and I'll be honest with you, in my head, I'm thinking I'm playing six for, you know, the Reggie's the grade below. Yeah, yeah haven't played nine in a long time but obviously you say yes straight away yeah in my head I was I was a bit nervous I, I was like wow, well, it's gonna there's gonna be a game you know you're gonna have to you know bring out all that I suppose belief that you got in yourself and just you know, yeah. do it. but mate I was ecstatic you know like you said it's it's everything you dream of it's you, you don't it's such a a relief you know to finally get there it's a you, that week building into it, you just, you're buzzing, you know, you, you've got so many, you're running through so many emotions, you, you, you're nervous, you're, you're happy, you're excited, you, you, you doubt yourself, Yeah. You, know, you, you just wonder if you're actually up to it, you know, because everyone obviously knows it's such a massive step, but, you know, I went down there and my whole family come down with all their you know, jackets on and all just supported me and, yeah, it's, unfortunately we didn't get the biscuits that game. I think I gave away the penalty for us to lose the game. So it's a, it's a great memory. But in saying that, you know, it's it's where my journey started and I'll never – I'll be for forever grateful to Jimmy, the coach, for that. We've got a great relationship because um, he was only – he was actually only interim coach for 10 weeks. Right. Yeah, okay. because the coach at that time got sacked. So, you know, he made a very big call and, you know, I played the last 10 games of that season uh, in the nine position – you know, in between myself and Mick. And, yeah, I you know, just sort of tried not to look back and, you know, enjoyed every minute and in, in, of my career at the Bulldogs. Brilliant. And I
0: say that one person will give you that opportunity and, and that's all you need, isn't it? You just need that one shot and you either take it with both hands or you're like all flat. But luckily for you, it's, it's worked out. It's done well. Yeah. Um, and you had some. There was some. You mentioned Michael Ennis, so I'm sure is a, a strong character. What was it like around? Because obviously that Bulldogs team, if I'm right, there were a lot of stars in that side. How was it? Did they did they put their arm around you, the young kid, or were you sort of dragged into it a little bit and you know kept in your place a little bit? What were they like? The, the
1: those players were. You? Yeah, it's it's funny, you know. You always hear um, even now, like you know, these days the young guys they are that confident. You couldn't, yeah, even, yeah. You, try, you couldn't. You try. You could. You try to pull them in the place. They've got the fastest comebacks in the world. They're, they're that cheeky. You know, you got, yeah. you got folks like Connor Win, who's played you know a couple of games here or there, and it's like he's played 150 games. But in saying that, you know, it's you want them to be like that sometimes because you know, exact perfect example last week. Connor Win comes into the game and it's, he just nailed it. You know, yeah. he, he comes in and you know we all have a bit of banner and whatnot, but you know they also have you know. They ask questions and, you know, they're not, you know, they're not stuck up and, and whatnot. But back then it was a little bit where, you know, you're young and you wouldn't really talk. You're a bit nervous and, and whatsoever. But in saying that one guy, Nick Ennis, he was, I'm really, really good friends with him now. Still am. I'm, you know, I'm the father of his, uh, the father, the godfather of his daughter. Um, so we're, we're still very good mates. And I've never been played with a player was motivated me so much
2: right
1: not only did he you know lead with his actions and you know probably me and him have a couple of similar traits on the field a bit of niggle here and there yeah so we probably got <laughs> on so well but he just some of the things he used to say to you, you know leading into games or leading into in in, in a week before games you just you do anything for him you honestly would and that's the that's the culture we built at the Bulldogs i you know, I can say it now, and you know, obviously, I'm here at the club at the moment. I've only been here for a short stint, and I'm sure we'll grow. And you know, it's probably heading that same direction as the Bulldogs. But I've never been a part of a club slash culture slash family where you just want to do anything for for the blokes. You know, you, yeah. Some of the speeches before games, I, me, and my mum always have a giggle about. I think he's he. It's his fault for me getting so many suspensions when I was because <laughs> he told me to go out and do do something. I'd I'd do it. I'd do anything, you know. And, and then I think when he retired and I finished playing with him, it was when I got to finally sit back and go, okay, he could be a bit calm before a game. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but you know, I yeah, I've had so many good influences in my footy career. You know, another. Probably one of my favourite ones I've ever played is James Graham from over you know yeah, yeah. Saint Helens. Like, I couldn't tell you how much of an impact he on that he had on that club. Uh, he he made us who we were. You know when Mick left because Mick obviously left to go to the Sharks got a good opportunity and won a comp there, but we still hung there. And you know James was coming through, sorry coming through, landed here and yeah, just he's just another. Yeah. I don't know how to explain him. You know, he's a guy you, you want to be next to. You know, the battles he used to have with Sam Burgess was so good to watch.
0: Yeah.
1: I was, there front, I was in the front row watching it front row seats. So
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, the people you meet in rugby league along the along the years is is special and the friendships you know create are what what I want to really take out of it when eventually I do end the boots up.
0: Nice pal. Nice. And you mentioned obviously how... You know, for a young kid, you know they've got to be confident. They've got to stick the chest out and, and get stuck in early on. So, obviously, we'll quickly talk about about Jana. Did he did he do that when he first come over? Did he just stick his chest out and go, "This is me and this is what I'm about"? Or did he sort of feel his way in a
1: little bit? So there's a, there's the one thing that I've always realised about him is, you know, you, before we cross that line, he's the most humble slash Kindest doesn't like reaching into his wallet though. That's one thing <laughs> I would say, but he'll do anything for you. But as soon as you cross that white line, it's, it's war. He sticks his chest out as far as anyone, but that's what you want. That's what you wanted a captain. That's what you want on a player. You want, you want to, you know, stand next to someone in, in the D line and be like, yeah, he's got my back and, yeah. and he, he's, the, he's the perfect example. He'd never let us down. He'd leave with his actions I've never met a guy so far on in his career. You know, he was—I—I I got him towards the back end of his career, and yeah, he took the losses like anyone I've ever seen. Like he—he was heartbroken, and that's what like, for me—that's what you want. You want someone to care and and whatnot. But yeah, he—he he got he, you know, it's—it's it's funny. I because every time I walk into you know County Road, I either get teased about my hairline, I either get teased about. <laughs> My Aussie accent, or I either get teased about how skinny I'm, or whatnot. It's just, I, and then I just think back. It's funny because it's exactly what happened to James when he comes yeah. out. So it's probably a bit of karma for me. So I've got to, I'm, I'm having to put out little fires every day with uh, with boys because I'm confident. But <laughs> each day and that it's the same. I want to, you know, I want to create good relationship with them off the field, and I'm slowly yeah. doing that. Now COVID's over and whatnot, but on the field, you know, hopefully they know that I'm going to put my body on the line for them every, every game, and just hopefully be the ultimate um, teammate.
0: Classmate, that's brilliant. Um, I'm going to move on, sort of three or four years. It was a bit of a you know a fantastic sort of 2013, 2014, and I'm I'm talking about Origin here, so. For us as, as Englishmen, as English people watching, we just think it's just another level. What would it like to get that call up for New South Wales and sort of, as a young kid, you always have aspirations. Is that where you want to be, your pinnacle and things like that?
1: Yeah, mate, you just gave me goosebumps um, when you said that, you know, like, I don't I want to see, I had a very weird early origin career um not that I call it a career I played you know six or so games but the first first time I actually got called into camp I actually didn't make the team yet so it was I got caught the call from Laurie Daly and that in itself was yeah as you to go back to what you were saying it, it is it's what you you dream of when you're a kid I know you dream of playing NRL but then you that Wednesday night of every year when I when you just Watch that game. It's, yeah. just, it's what it's all about. It honestly is. It's, you know, I believe it's it's the pinnacle of of of, of the sport over there. Uh, it's unbelievable. Like, I've never I've never seen so many people get behind. You know, two teams, especially yeah. back home. It's a bit different over here. You use a you know, A lot of people use a, I feel you use a a lot better fan base. Like, I'll be completely honest. You get into it so much more. He's a passionate. Yeah,
0: yeah. When
1: that new Queensland New South Wales comes in, it's. It's all gloves off and you know you support your state. And like for me, I'll be completely honest, like I I probably didn't think the type of player I was at that time. I didn't, I wasn't an origin player. Like i I could say that now because I've done it. And but I just, you know, I had people telling me like you gotta you gotta believe in yourself because it's a big arena, it's huge. Yeah. And, if you don't go out there and be confident and do what you're doing in the NRL, you'll get eaten up. So um, when I got that first call, I just, I didn't know how to feel. You know, you, you ring your family, and you ring everyone. And it's sort of, I don't think my family believed it either. <laughs> Even though as much as they like, you know, say, oh yeah, you're, every, every game I play, I play well, apparently. I have played well for 175 <laughs> or 80 games I've played. Even if, I had, even if I had a stinker, but that's just your family, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's just such a, a massive, it's a massive achievement, you know, for me as a person, but for everyone who's been involved in my career, you know, like I go back to talking about my junior footy club and, you know, like when I went up there, like well in that period, they're like so cool. Mate, like, yeah. Coming up to you and like, you know, smash Queensland, like <laughs> they're the things that, I'll look back on and be very, very proud of when I'm done. Um, but yeah, to, to go back to the origin, I actually got called into, it was called a train-off. So obviously it took the, the media is a, a lot more, probably obviously pre- predominant over there in rugby league, yeah. more football. So I honestly went into a, so there was three people on the bench, three forwards, and Laurie, La- Laurie Daly, the coach, didn't know whether he wanted to put a back on the bench as cover or another forward. Right. And me, me, and John Sutton literally had a train off. We had one training session, and whoever sort of fit into the team, I suppose, better—not like who trained better, or yeah, the yeah, dynamic of the team got the call. And we were rooming together too, so like it was so awkward. It was, so, it was honestly like we sort of like you know it as well because he played for South, and we, yeah. I and mate, South and Bulldogs hated each other. We'd have you know, because it was scuffles left, right, and center, Sam Burgess versus uh, James Graham, and oh, yeah. it was on. So it was a bit awkward, <laughs> as it was. But, yeah, I sort of just got down there, because you've always done it in, in Easter of Sydney, in Coogee, and trained my little, you know, backside off, and I eventually got the nod, you know, from Lodz. Uh, he come in and, and told me I was playing, and, then, that's, then that's when it kicked in because at the start I was obviously like I'm in the squad, but I'm not playing yet. So yeah, I was yeah. Nervous and shaken, and then, um, and then yeah, I played my first ever game. I didn't even get on for one minute. Oh. <laughs> I was on the bench the whole time, so all that build up and everything, and then bang. Hey anyway, mate, <laughs> you know, but still, they still count that as a cap. But yeah, I don't really count it. Um, but every. Yeah. Assist, the big question everyone asks is do you still get paid and to answer your question yes i did so <laughs> <laughs> i got i got lucky there uh but yeah that was my first ever series um and yeah it was, it was good to be a part of brilliant
0: brilliant um i'm gonna move on then so um west tigers so everything's team obviously you, you know bulldog you spoke about there uh, how passionate you are, actually, as a Bulldog. You sound like a little bit of a fan as well as, obviously, you know, a, a good player for him. How did sort of West Tigers come around? Did you have other opportunities to move on and things like that? Or Yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so it was a very hard time uh, for me because, like you said, I went through those years of – early years of – so I grew up in Belmore, which is smack bang in the middle of the Bulldogs, so I lived dead set. Yeah. You know, we're talking kilometers back home. So one k, which is you know a couple of miles, uh, yeah. Like from the ground. So I grew up there. I was born and bred there. I had it. I had my heart set, especially after I thought, you know, like I did play Origin, and you know we went on and won the series, and Bulldogs was going well. And I just thought to myself, I honestly thought, you know what, I hope I never have to leave
2: here.
1: Yeah. And I thought, you know, I'll be brutally honest, I didn't think they would have brushed me either. Like I didn't think they would have. You know, when everything's going well, you just think, Gee, I'm "Yeah, going
2: yeah, well yeah." Off.
1: And but then it got, got to the last year of my, my contract there, um, and I was there with Dez uh, Hasler, the coach. Um, yeah. we were we were going not great um, as a team, but I was. I, I feel my, my form wasn't too bad, and he he'll probably admit to you I wasn't going too bad at all. But. Um, yeah, I had a really, really rude reality check slash shock right. in uh, the the offer that they put to the table at first, and um, you know everyone goes through that. A lot of players probably mm. have it, but I was at the, I'm at the, the point in my career where you know it's probably going to be my my best contracts. You know, I think you know a lot of people at the age of say 26 to 30, that's you know if you get a good deal that's going to be your best probably deal unless you you know like the Cameron Smiths and they they always yeah yeah or you know but you know for me I was I had a big decision to make and they only offered me a um a two-year deal and I was like "Ah, I really wanted you know I wanted to get a three-year deal and and stay there forever and um yeah they they didn't offer me anything near where I probably you know probably deserved at that time
0: yeah yeah, you know and
1: it was a really big kick in the teeth for me um a lot of people at the club know that back at the Bulldogs and I still talk to them now and but yeah then you know it was a bit of a, it was actually a bit of a it was a hard merry-go-round going on you know Gareth Widdit was involved in it too before he went to the Dragons and right yeah you know, himself, and there's a couple of other players and yeah Tigers the Tigers sort of come in with a you know with a really good four-year deal and um it was the hardest decision I've ever had to make in rugby league. Like I, for me, I knew all the people on the board too, because well, I played with their sons and I felt like I was their son. Like I thought I was a player. But, yeah, yeah. you know, it was so hard for me because I knew none of them wanted to face me. Like they just wouldn't, I, I could tell something was going on. And it was yeah. hard. Honestly, it was the hardest part of my career because I didn't want to leave there. Everyone knows that, Um but, yeah, you know, I I, I thought I had, to, I had to dig my heels in a bit and be like, you know what, I deserve a bit better. You know, not even, it's not, not even about the money, but it was just as a club, for what I feel I'd done for them.
0: Yeah, just and a bit of security in return sort yeah, of thing,
1: yeah. yeah. And, but as well, don't get me wrong, like I'm forever grateful for that, for what they done for me. But I just thought, yeah, there'd be a bit more. And then, yeah, I, I obviously made the decision, you know, to go with the Tigers and... I had to leave all those guys that i have played with for, you know, six, six, seven years of, of Yeah. Great. It broke me. It broke me hard. It honestly did. You know, obviously it's yeah, you know, I'm going to a new club and you know, I was really excited in at the same time because, you know, like it, it was a bit of change and maybe I did need that because, you know, the bulldogs were heading in a different direction. But for me as a person, it was it was yeah, it was, it was one of the hardest things, decisions. I had to make even like I've. It just proves to me like what rugby league does for people as friendships. Like going back to James Graham, like he was willing to take like a pay cut for me. Well, I found that it, I found all this out after, wow. presentation that year. So it just shows like why I'm so close to these guys. You know because he wanted he knew probably what I meant to the club. I was I was the only local junior at that time, and I, I, I think he knew where the club. You know like. A, I don't mean I don't mean about me in general but we're probably going in, 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 in not the right direction having some people look like you know I mean, yeah a bit of homegrown like
0: I say you're living you live living a couple of miles away and that sort of probably that community influence as well you say you mentioned about going to your local club and, and going back there and think other than other than yourself not to have that sort of person it doesn't really send not a good message from the club really is that
1: yeah, yeah. it is right look there's no hard feelings for me because in the end look, the older I've got I realise you are just, you're just another number at the end of the day. It, it sounds bad mm. and I'd never tell this to, you know, any any of the young kids coming through until, you know, they're probably old enough to hear it but you just got to pop that on the chin sometimes and, you know, you, you got to realise that, you know, you just got to go, every, anywhere you go, you can't have, I suppose, see how great because it just happens. It's a business in the end and they want to do what's best for their business. So, yeah, I've got to go to, you know, another, you know, really, for me, like you know, a lot of people, You'd probably say it's not as good as a club, but you know I've got to go as another good club in the yeah. West Tigers.
0: Yeah. Well, on to my next question, Paul. What were the what were the big differences between the two clubs? Like I say I remember obviously me growing up, West Tigers were a, were top side with you Pat Richards and Robbie Farrers and those kind of players. So what what was the what was any differences between the two? Well, he yeah, was a he was a player.
1: You missed the main one, Brett Hodgson, mate. Come on. Well, all right, yeah,
0: there's Brett as well, here.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the difference straight away for me was, I suppose, as soon as I got there, um, I, I enjoyed it because Bulldogs is, is a very a place, even though the West Tigers is, is a fairly – well, it is. It's a new club. Not a new club, but obviously two teams who, who have combined. Yeah. West and then the Tigers, so Bowman Tigers and the Western Suburbs were two of the most – sorry, Western Suburbs Magpies were two of the most probably passionate um, with the Bulldogs and Parramatta supporter base slash clubs in the whole of the NRL. Right. So that's the one thing I really did embrace. Um, I got to try to know a lot about what did happen at that club and in in the past and and whatnot. And funnily enough, my whole family – you know, obviously they were Bulldog supporters when I played, but before that, they were half West and half Balmain because that's the area they grew up in.
0: Right. Okay.
1: So, yeah. So they were all happy to uh, obviously throw on the the orange and black jerseys again. Um, they all thought that was pretty cool. Even, you know, one of my my best mate and his brother, massive Tigers fan, Tigers fan. Really? So it all it was all really good in that sense. Um, but, you know, they, they, were, they are two very different clubs. Um, I think. You know, for the Bulldogs, they they pride themselves on being a bit of a family club and you know they always had uh, a lot a lot of family dues and you know tried to bring bring everyone in and, and whatnot. Whereas the tigers, it's a little bit harder there because you've got people from western suburbs and, and then people in the inner city, which are yeah. too pretty far away. There's about an hour in between them. So but in saying that, you know, they as a club. You know they, they, they struggle they, they struggle a little bit at the moment you know unfortunately you know a few of my mates and the boys who were there but yeah, yeah. He, they, they the one thing I did realize is if you for both clubs to be fair it's you, you got you got to have a crack you're not just going to come there and you know like for me because I, you know obviously went there as a half and you know well, a signing of that year you, you you're made well aware that you've got to work hard for for anything you do there and you right. know that that probably helped me, you know, as you said before, be a bit more, be a bit tough and not be able to, I suppose, just live on my morals or lo- sorry, laurels of what I've done at the Bulldogs. Yeah. To come there and work ex- extremely hard. And, you know, I've, I made, I've also made some really good friendships there at the Tigers, who I'll, I'll be, you know, forever. And, you know, obviously didn't go as great as I probably wanted my career at the Tigers. Yeah. Got there straight away and, um, you know, had a fair few injuries, uh, soft tissue injuries, and it was just very up and down, like a sort of roller coaster. But, you know, I learned a lot of lessons about myself and about, you know, my body probably. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, I just learned to probably adapt and, you know, try. You know, what I learned a lot at the Tigers was our recovery, especially when you're a little bit older. is yeah, yeah. To yourself and your body. So, yeah, I did learn a lot about that there.
0: Yeah, a lot of the
1: boys talk about it now, but
0: Mark Minicello had the career that he did because of his recovery programme and a lot of the players would come on now and he's when we ask him, you know, if you learn anything in your time, all I say, what is it? And he, like say a lot of them say about recovery, about looking after the bodies and think they should have spent more time doing doing the little things to make them last a little bit longer. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. Man. Um I'm looking at the time, so I need to. Crack. I'm going to crack on there, um, otherwise I'll be keeping you all night. So,
1: I know. Yeah, it's all right, mate. if you go over, have a long talk with mate On. Well, I'm here by myself. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> um,
0: right than Hull time. So, how did you sort of first get when that Hull FC were interested in you? Were there other options as well? And uh, and why Hull? Let's go with that one. Why Hull?
1: So, obviously, like I said, my time at the Tigers wasn't great and I'll be, I'll be brutally honest here, they were trying to flick me for a long time. <laughs> um, but it's saying that, it was only because, you know, I, I got signed by I don't know, Ivan Cleary yeah, on that four-year deal and within six months <laughs> he knocked off the Penrith to coach his son. So, <laughs> um, you know, Madge, Madge come in and, you know, I, Madge wouldn't be – you know, angry at me saying this, but for some reason, I probably just wasn't his cup of tea as a player. And also, mind you, I, I was going up against a guy named Benji Marshall, who was probably top five, five eights in the whole, in, in the last yeah. decade. And he started, he decided to find a bit of form again. Yeah, <laughs> So I had two things going against me there, but you know what? I could always sit here and say, I tried my best there. And I really did. Uh, but then, you know, at the start I was like, nah, I'm fighting, I'm staying, I want to fight. And and it just got it got hard because every time I played, I felt I didn't go too bad also. Yeah. Um, but I just couldn't, you know, through injury and selection, I just couldn't get a roll on. So yeah, I, I did actually, you know, have a couple of offers uh, not offers, I'll take that back. I had a couple of, a bit of interest uh, yeah. from a few few clubs over here, you know. My manager, I think, spoke to you know Wigan, and and that that enticed me a bit because at that time they were going well, but
0: yeah,
1: but and this is no offence to uh, you know Wigan or whatnot, but you know I won't mention his name, but an Englishman over there who I've spoken about a little bit on here he said I he didn't think I'd suit it, right? And you know what I I don't know why, but I really took his advice. I just I was sort of asking questions, and he just said. I don't know if he's suited, and mind you, I know I know the battle St Helens and Wigan yeah. he used to have, so <laughs> I think it's a little bit biased. But I don't know, I just trusted him, so I, ha- I went with my gut and just just stuck it out a bit. And luckily enough, um, you know, Hodge got the job uh, at Hull, and as soon as I think he got the job, because we had a really really good relationship at the Tigers, yeah, um, he. I'll be forever grateful for him getting me through that period because I was playing, um, you know, the grade below. Yeah. He's the coach and he just knew how much I wanted to be in grade. And I think he respects me as well because he knows I worked extremely hard still even when I wasn't getting the results I wanted. Yeah. So that's where that relationship come. And, yeah, he gave me a call and he said (laughs) – mate, how you going? And I said, mate, congratulations. Like, how good? Because I know how hard he'd worked. And, you know, I I know he's not – he won't mind me saying this. He's probably not extremely happy how he was probably treated at the Tigers to a certain extent. You know, that's not him even telling me that. But I know – from the outside looking in, he deserved probably a bit more um, accolades – and respect from what he'd done at that club, but plus what he's also doing off the field as a coach. Um, But yeah, and he asked me the question, you know, he just said, mate, you know, I think you know what you're going to, I think you know what I'm going to ask. And I said, yeah, I do. And he said, how do you feel about it? And I said, I I'll definitely entice it. um, But I'm a real, real um, family orientated guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I was at the back end of my career and I was honestly thinking about retiring. But, wow. yeah, I was.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I just, it's just hard to go into training every day at the Tigers and not, be, not playing, you know. Yeah. My and the thing is, because of COVID, we weren't playing. So we were just training. So it was more mentally for me.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I was just really struggling. And but the worst thing was I knew I had so much more to give. So I always had that in the back of my head um, on not giving up. But, yeah, I had some really, really bad, I want to say bad days, just, yeah, just thinking about that kind of stuff. And it sort of snapped into gear And when Hojo sort of mentioned that to me. And I just started saying, you know what, I've been off for a while now. I haven't been able to show what I, I suppose I've got for a long time. And I think this could be the perfect opportunity to do it, I think, You know, I I had at that time, I had a partner, and you know, it was going to be very hard because she had kids and she wasn't going to be able to come over. So I had some really, really big decisions to make. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But then, you know, sometimes you just got to make some decisions based on yourself. And because in the end, you've done this from, you know, you've had a little insight to my career. And I've done that from when I was a six year old boy to make it, I suppose, to where I am today. And I know if I, 10 years down the track, when I'm at a, you know, a pub somewhere sitting there having a beer with one of my mates, if I didn't do this, I would have kicked myself. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking. I was going to miss everyone. I was gonna, you know, struggle because of COVID and whatnot. But one day I just rang Hodjo and said, mate, I'm, I'm coming. You know, I just said, I just, I just want to come. I just want to, I want to be there. I want I want to, I want to, I want to, I know this sounds bad, but you know, obviously we the fans are a big part of what we do and even like all my friends and family and I play for them and every one of you. But I needed to prove to myself before I finish I can do some things that I need to do just for a bit of closure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I made the decision and I said that I'm coming over and, you know, you say why Hull. Um, I probably looked at the roster and... Seen some guys who I'd played with Mahe, and played against uh, Marku yeah. and a few of the guys here, and you know I'm a I'm a big Super League fan. Like I, when I say fan, I used to watch a lot of it, and Hull just it it seemed to suit me, you know on on paper, you know even though this year we've probably we've got a really good side on paper, there's probably a team who you know probably a bit I suppose better than us. But the, but the, especially last year, going into those semi-finals and stuff, I was watching a few games, and
0: yeah,
1: and I just thought I'd suited here, you know, just guys turning up, um, having a crack every week, and that's what I've done my whole career, you know, I haven't haven't set the world on fire a lot a lot of the time, and but I just want to be a part of a team who who plays for each other, and and when. You know, I see with Hodg here especially. And then when I, you know, seeing the team, it's it's what really enticed me, mate. It really did. Yeah,
0: yeah. Nice, Carl. Good. And I know we had a
1: little bit of an natter
0: beforehand as well. And obviously, you had it tough not only to come here on your own, but <clears throat> then you were stuck with your four walls for a while, um, or just going to training and that sort of thing. Um, but were you've been on your own, is, is anybody that's sort of you've taken under the under your wing a little bit. Um, or is anybody that you've sort of got close to these these opening
1: sort of six seven months? Hey, um, to at 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 answer your first question, I, I at the start I was honestly because I've come over from you know beautiful weather and being being in nice Sydney and whatnot. Yeah, and then what do you,
0: what do you mean? It's yeah. beautiful now. It's twenty three degrees I, outside. Yeah,
1: right. I'm, not even, I'm not even joking. At the moment, it's actually better. It's nicer than being at home because. <laughs> One, it's it's winter back there, and two, it's it's 35, 40 degrees sometimes, and it's just too hot. You know, a yeah. nice a nice twenty to twenty five is, is is beautiful sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not I'm not slagging it off. <laughs> <at all. laughs> but then you, but then also, I do remember back to the days when I was waking up at seven in the morning and it was pitch black
2: and it was yeah. snow,
1: and I've never seen snow in my whole life, <laughs> <laughs> and I had to go and run on the run on the field and for for two or so hours. So. It was some tough times, and it was a really tough early period for me because I did miss everyone back home. I think it was emphasised a lot more because I wasn't being able to go and and interact with my teammates. I wasn't allowed to go and interact with people or the city itself. So it did make it really hard at the start, and I had some days, and I was like, honestly, I had, I was like, what am I doing? Honestly, like it's just, it was just a, a tough time, but then you just got to sit back and realise, hold on, like don't feel sorry for yourself. You're over here, you're in another country, you, you, you're doing what you love and it's going to eventually get better. So I always yeah. had that in the back of my head knowing that, you know, it, it was going to get better. Um, and it has, you know, now I'm able to, to go back to, to what you said about my mate, like the boys. I mean, I wanted, and I'm honestly not just saying this, you um, I'll be for like forever grateful for what some of these boys have done for me, um, because I, I have had a bit of stuff go on. Like you know, it hasn't been the easiest transition for me. Um, I've had a lot, a bit go on back home, and you know, a few things haven't worked out for me off the field or how I would have liked them. And I think a lot of the boys have felt that. Right. Yeah. So a lot of them have honestly, you know, aside when they're they're ripping shreds off me. <laughs> Like, really,
0: big, like, like big brothers do.
1: Yeah, exactly. I've I've really, even though you know, like I'm I think I'm second oldest guy there at that club. So even though I'm the old guy, a lot of guys have honestly to see. Probably realised I've needed a bit of a an arm around me at, at stages and done it. And like, it's been a massive, massive help for me because you know you hear of guys that probably come over here and you know there's there's obviously you know like the guys that have been in Hull for a long time or any club. And then, you, you know, you've got guys that have been, who have come in from other clubs and they, they've, for yeah. me, I've sort of come over here by myself and, but they've, they've honestly helped me so much. Honest, like I've got, I can't, you know, thank them enough because especially now we've been able to, to do stuff, you know, I'm always getting someone ask me if I want to do something or, you know, if, 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 if I would need anything and vice versa, because I, I like to, you know, I'm living in a nice, nice little place and I enjoy having the boys over and I just really appreciate what everyone, you know, everyone at the club as, as well. Yeah. You know, they've, they've really tried to, you know, settle me in as, as much as I can. And, you know, now this is, this is what I've come for. You know, this is what it's yeah. all been able to explore away from footy and, you know, having fans in, like, honestly, like I... And I'm not just saying this to suck up. To him, but <laughs> uh, we were walking back on that field last week. We obviously scored a fair few tries against Lee. Like the feeling of that, it, it's very different to the NRL. Yeah. The NFL fans, the NFL NFL, NRL fans are very reactive. And when I say that, I mean they're, they, they they react to a try, they react to something. But yeah, when I'm walking back there, and you can hear. You know, there's, they made up a song. They made up a song about me and whatnot. Like it's class, mate. It honestly is. And I heard the, you know, I heard the fans over here were very passionate for how yeah. they're best in the in the biz. And you know, they're definitely showing that. I just can't wait till we can, I suppose, pack out a KCOM Stadium. And you know, a lot of the boys have said that to me. You haven't seen nothing yet, so I can't wait till we look properly.
0: Yeah, I won't give out a word, but. Uh Look forward to Derby Day. Let's just say that, as me as a West Yorkshire boy, as a Leeds lad, I'd never experienced as, as just working for the club to experience that was unbelievable. And I'm not going to spoil it for you because yeah. you've got you've got that to look forward to. Yeah, can't, wait. can't wait. Um Right, buddy, that's been fantastic. So, Josh, uh, they all laugh at me anyway, but I will say thank you about three or four more times after this. But yeah, thanks again, pal. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Good. Um but what we'll do now if it's okay with you we'll uh, we'll we'll open it up to the uh, the guys that are on the yeah, no, on the call and if they've no, got any no. questions for you, yep. we'll fire away. So uh usual we'll just go around my screen. So I've got Andy. Good evening, Andy.
2: Good hey, evening, good evening, Josh. Hey, anyway, mate. Hey, All right, where are you get your it and the good from? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> well, they're looking in the ditch, you know, it's something to do with phone or, or live in Bend? <laughs> <laughs> sorry man well
1: have you have you seen have you seen me play <laughs> oh man! it's funnily enough it goes back to um jimmy dimmick the guy who gave me my first start at the bulldogs there was actually oh, a, there was actually a movie at the time and then a, a movie they made about rugby league and i suppose how it, it first was um brought into play you know many many years ago and the main character who played for um I'm not sure you her, but Newtown Jets, which is one of the first founding clubs of the NRL, he's um, how can I say it? He he enjoyed getting into the uh, the thick of the game, I suppose, <laughs> uh, and and just yeah, he enjoyed a bit of niggle here and there. And his name was Grub. So uh, my name, my nickname before that was Bones, because I'm not, <laughs> you you've probably see me in a set of a set of shorts, and I haven't got the greatest legs or or whatnot. So. My mum my hates it, you know, but I, I actually prefer it more than bones, so I'll stick with grub.
2: <laughs> yeah, so how are you feeling coming over here to play for home now? How are you feeling? You know, you didn't get straight, you made that bowl? Oh yeah, mate,
1: yeah. Like I said before, I think I wouldn't have been able to forgive myself if I didn't at least try. Um, it's hard, mate. Like, I'll be brutally honest here. It's hard at times because I'm such... I've grown up being so close to my family and so close to my friends, and now I'm over here. And you know, I, sometimes I get a little bit lonely and, and whatnot. But in saying that, the footy side of things and whatnot, I, I couldn't be happier. You know, the team I've come into, you know, the culture we're trying trying to create, I'm really excited to be a part of it.
2: Okay,
1: all the best. Good luck for Friday then. Okay, thank you. Yeah. All right. Cheers, Andy.
0: Thank you. Uh, good evening, David.
1: Hey Josh, how are you doing? Hey Dave, how are you
3: mate?
1: I'm good. Just a couple of, I mean I'm full of admiration for you coming over like you did and going
3: into lockdown. I just can't imagine what that must have been like. So, welcome to Hull is what I've got to say. Thanks
2: mate. I've just
3: looked at your Wikipedia, it says you're six foot tall, is that a typo? (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) I always write that, six foot, 92 kilos, but really (laughs) I'm about... Five foot nothing and 80, oh, 85 kilos, ringing wet. So I, thought,
3: I know my <laughs> eyesight's shocking. A <laughs> couple of things I wanted to ask you about. One is
1: what your personal goals are at FC, and then the second one is your tackle technique. I've never seen anything
2: like it. You just <laughs> oh, seem to I... throw yourself at the players. I, I mean, what do you get an injury? <laughs> you and
1: you and uh, you and you uh, and our defensive coach, he's the same. He says what? He goes, How? What, are you, what are you doing? Gaz, like Obviously, Gaz, Gaz Ellis is probably one of the, the best technique tackling you've probably ever seen. So he probably looks at me and goes, mate, what are you doing? But, um, yeah, I, I just, I think, you know, as a half, you're probably, um, a lot of the time, you're known as a spot, which, you know, it means, you know, teams try and get at you to hmm. generate quick play of the balls and, They're probably not the some halves probably aren't the best known known best defenders and for me in my career I've always wanted to I suppose get my body in front and have an impact in defence because I think what that gives off to the guys in my team is you know I'm here to play and I'm not just here to run around and, and and attack with the ball so that's one one element to it and the other side of it is. I feel if you throw your body in front, yeah, it doesn't look great, but sometimes you might get run over, but at least you stop. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've got big, big, Andre. big Andre to, you know, he can put the, he can put on the good techniques yeah. in, in the shots. <laughs> yeah. um, well, you, but, you be careful on Friday. He's not there Friday, is it? No, nah, yeah, yeah. I've got, i got Laney to look after me. I've been talking to him on, on the game, you know, prepping <laughs> him up for, for how many tackles he's got to make on Friday. But, uh, <laughs> um, and to answer your other question, mate, um, you know, I definitely want to win a comp mate I, yeah. I know everyone wants to you know every mm. every team in each Super League wants to but and I don't want to say for me as a person I want to do that just for me because it's that, that'd be selfish because it is a team sport but you know I've lost two grand finals back home and mm. that does burn me I've, yeah. I'm very happy with you know how my career's gone and I'll be able to when I'm done you know be, be very content but there will be some that eats me away if I don't if I don't you know win a cob, but that's definitely what I've come here to do, and I definitely think we've got the team to do it. If you know we we go keep going how we're going and keep improving yeah. week out.
3: No, yeah, it's been a great season, I'm enjoying it, already. and Lee was fantastic. I love that away again. It was brilliant to be back at the away again, cheering the boys on. So yeah.
1: Good luck for the season, mate. Thanks, David. Cheers, mate. All right, bud.
0: Thanks, David. Uh, Sarah. Good evening, Sarah.
3: Hi Josh, how you doing?
1: Good, Sarah. How are you?
3: Yeah, not bad, thanks. Um, that quote you gave to Robert Hicks in the Castleford game, uh, what oh god, it's <laughs> gone blank. I've gone blank. Um, I wouldn't do that to you or something like that. I think that's just one of the greatest things ever said to a ref. I, I'm just full of admiration for you doing it.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, well, um, it's, it's funny, isn't have it? You, Oh, sorry. sorry, go on. Yeah.
0: No,
3: no, no. No, you go. You go. No, I was going to say, have you learned the word to faithful yet? Because the video I've seen, you were just banging the bin lid and I'm like, <laughs> has, he, has he learned? You've, you've had lockdown to learn it. Have you learned it yet?
1: Well, I am a very good bin banger. Always have been. But uh, look, I'm close. I'm very close. There's one or two verses that, are, that are, I'm not fully on, but I am cheating a little bit. I do take my phone in. And and look at the phone now. But look, it's better. It's better than and then not knowing it because yeah. Yeah. I did cop a bit of a spray on Twitter from a few fans about not knowing the song and I said to him, look, just give give me a bit of time. It's a it's a different song because it stops and starts and, and dips. I'm, I'm still trying yeah. to get with the beat. So and Danny Houghton, he absolutely goes filthy if you're in the wrong tune. So <laughs> I sort of just look at him and whenever whenever he claps or whenever he sings, I just sing that. So <laughs>
3: Yeah, uh, the the Lee match was fantastic. I I think you had handled like eight of the twelve tries we had. I think that was just absolutely brilliant. You know, the some of the games we've had have been all, all about defence, but that was that was just holistically FC, at it's majestic best. So well done for playing a part in it, and good luck on Friday.
1: Yeah, thank you. Uh, you you're, you're exactly right. You know, we especially us as a spine. You know, myself. Jake and Sneedy and, and, and Danny have, have probably spoken a little bit about, we haven't hit our straps yet in attack. And that's because we've, we've, first of all, we've dropped the ball a lot. We haven't had a lot of possession. But second of all, we, we, you know, we haven't played too much together. But to do that to Lee last week and just get a bit of a roll on. And as you said, uh, you know, even the way Jake's playing at the moment, you just got to get him the ball. So... For me and Steady, it's all about us just, you know, squaring up at the line, you know, holding some defenders in and just letting him do his work out the back. So hopefully we can continue that and keep building as a spine.
3: Absolutely. Good luck for Friday and good luck for the rest of the season.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it. Take care. You
3: too.
0: Cheers, Sarah. Thank you. I'll be honest, mate. I'm four years now and I still don't know that second verse that song. I got, I got, I got shot by Academy on Friday night over at Bradford for it for not knowing yeah. second verse. So, oh, so, yeah. We'll learn together, mate.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, Trevor, evening, Trevor.
1: Evening, evening, Rich. How are you, up, Josh? Hey, Trevor. How are you, mate?
2: All right. I was thinking it's quite lucky that you've had experience of three or four positions, including Bin Banger. Because you might be trying to play them all
0: at once on Friday. Are we going to be able to turn something out like a team? But with any luck, Huddersfield will only come with 13 anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you think about this ridiculous fight over Friday?
1: Mate, you're not wrong. You know, poor Ojo, I think he's a bit nervous. I think he might have to throw the jersey back on and get and jump back at, back at one. Uh, for us but in saying that he's probably good he's, he's a very skillful man so he could probably still do it but yeah look I I see both sides um, you know I obviously understand that England want to have a hit out um, before you know the, the games they got coming up but also on the other side of it it just definitely derails the game a bit doesn't it you know especially for you know obviously I don't really care about Huddersfield I don't mean to be rude but for us, you know, we played last week and, and we had a really good game and it was, it's good. It's a good platform for us to, to go off. And unfortunately, you know, we're going to be missing a fair few players this week and it just would have been a good game to, to keep going and, you know, head into the next sort of five or six weeks we've got. But, you know, as I've said before, we're not the bosses. We've got to listen to the to people up top and you know, they decided, I suppose, let the game go on. But I'm also... Really excited, I suppose, to see a few of our boys play in that game. Fingers crossed they'll all get out of it in, in fine colours. But, you know, I know one guy really wants to set, set a point in that game. It is Jakey. No, I think it's a disgrace that he hasn't been in name in that England squad. Uh, he's been, if not the best player in the comp. And, you know, the coaches both had, a, had a word to him about of the things he doesn't like in his game or something. But hey, it's as if you're not having him in your team. You know, when you're going to come up against a team like Australia or, or New Zealand, he's the guy you want there to, to stick it to him. You know, first of all, he's probably the most skillful guy nearly in the whole comp. But second of all, he doesn't, he's not going to let anything go. You know, he's going to be in the game, he's going to be in their face. And I definitely want him in, in, in you know, in my, in my squad. But, you know, hopefully he proves a point on, on Friday and
2: has a, has a blinder. Good, thanks. Uh, welcome to the old dart and uh, enjoy yourself anyway. Let's hope we can all get
0: back in there one day. You'll notice a slight difference when it's fuller. Cheers, mate. Too bad. Cheers, Trevor. Thanks, pal. Uh, Sally. Good evening,
3: Sally. Good evening. Good evening, Josh. Hi, Sally. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Uh, Most of my questions have already been asked, so (laughs)
2: it's
3: (laughs) one of those ones. Um, I was just going to say about handling England when you came over in the winter under lockdown you've covered that um so my other thing is which players apart from jake have impressed you most since you arrived here
1: yeah that's a that's a a really good question um as a group honestly as a group i'll I'll name a couple of players but as a group i I really enjoy us because we we, we're really hard working um that's the one thing that i have enjoyed you know we We have got a really good side, but we don't just rest on the on the laurels um, of just being a good team because you want to work hard and and whatsoever. But I'll 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 say someone who's a bit older and someone who's a bit younger. But Danny, like Danny Houghton, honestly, as a hooker uh, for his size, I don't think I've ever seen anyone as as tough. Uh, What he does for that team and how he can just turn it on week in week out, do the same thing, make eighty or so tackles and you know, still turn up the next week to the same thing, to the same thing, lead by example every week, a great bloke off the field. Um, he's someone who I, I, I love to, to play with. Um, and one of the younger guys who's really impressed me. Um, well, the guy who I'm playing with this week, uh, Jordan Lane, on my edge, he's been, he's, he's unreal. Um he's probably had the biggest challenge in our team of, you know, he's a back rower, but has been slotted into, you know, the third end role, especially why Joey Cater has been out. And to be able to do that and be that middle, I suppose, linchpin for us to be able to provide those balls, you know, for myself and Snead some the time, it's not as easy as it looks. So he's, he's really good. He's got a really good attitude, really good work ethic. And he's a guy that obviously Hojo's, Got faith in because he's gone up to him and said mate I need you here and you know, to do this role for the team and he's just said not a problem so there's many guys I could have mentioned there I'll probably get a few texts from a few of the young boys saying why didn't you say me but, <laughs> but the boys these are all these are all great. <laughs> yeah
3: oh thank you well good luck for Friday I'll be there watching you so Perfect. can't cheer that loud but I give it my best.
1: <laughs> yeah are <I'll> be we listening?
2: <laughs> thank
1: right. you. All right. Cheers Sally
2: thank you uh mike good evening mike got it got it hi richard hi you, mate you've you've just spoke my question because oh, oh, you, you were talking t- to josh to say about the, the derby uh i can't give, give too much away though mike i can't give too much right. away yeah okay no sweat mate no sweat hi josh How are you mike all right Not too bad. Not too bad. My question was going to be, uh, how was how was the team prepared you for the the best derby in in the country?
1: Yeah, to answer your question, yeah, Um, even a lot of the boys have probably even a lot of the boys who have been um, been in Oz and come over here have even compared it, you know, to Origin in the fact of the crowd wise, like you know, saying having. You know, however, I think KCOM holds 25-ish or something like that. They uh-huh. you are know, just saying, with that packed out, it's honestly like an origin experience. So I know we're not going to be able to get it for this, you know, Derby, the first one, but I'm hoping for the next one later on in the year that everything's just back to normal because, you know, I love a big occasion. I love... I probably... I am slowly realising now how much it means to the people of Hull, both sides, you know, right Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. yeah how much that game means so for me it's it's I can't wait it's going to be a great opportunity and you know I, I know I know there'll be some very happy FC fans uh, <laughs> they'll probably judge me on my career over here just based on these however many <laughs> four or five times we play so I've got I'm I've got definitely got to be ready to go mate
2: uh, I, I don't think you've got any worry mate I've watched you play and I'm I'm over the moon you know that we've got somebody else that's Offering something else as well, you know. uh, You're putting some sort, uh, some spice into the game, you know, which we haven't had for a while. But so I'm pleased you're here, mate. I'm pleased you're here, and all the best for the rest of your season here.
1: Thanks, Michael. I appreciate that, mate. Thank you. No problem. Cheers, Mike. Thanks, pal. Uh,
0: And last one, Joe. Good evening, Joe. All right. How are we doing? Hey, we all pal. Yeah, I'm all right. All right, Josh. Hey, Joe. How you going, mate? All right? Yeah, mate. Um, I'm just, I just want to ask you, um, first question is, how were how you finding it at home?
1: Mate, good. I'm loving it. I'm honestly loving my time here. Um, it's a very... The good thing about it is it's a very different experience. Um, it's very different to the NRL, the game itself. Um, obviously being in a different country, uh, out of my comfort zone, um, it, it, it's, it's a test for me, you know, week in, week out, just to, I suppose, uh, just be ready for the games and and, and whatnot. But I, all in all, you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying you know, everything that the clubs you know, brought for me and, you know, off the field, the town itself, because I won't lie, a lot of the, a lot of people back home have, uh, didn't have the greatest of uh, things to say about the, the, the place itself, but when I go back, I'll be you know, telling them that they're all wrong. And they'll um, come down to the mar- marina with me on a Saturday night I'll show you, I'll show you how good it is. <laughs> and the um, second
0: question is, how do you think um, is, you and the team's going to play on Friday with your losing in the field players?
2: Yeah, it's it's going
1: to be a very tough game. Um, it, obviously, both teams are going to have a fair few out, but we've sort of, I suppose, circled it as a, a good challenge for us because you're not always going to have exactly who you want in the teams and the squads and and whatsoever. So, for us as a group, for us to grow, I think we really need to win this game. Uh, yeah. Prove to ourselves, you know, we're not going to always have, you know, the big Chrissy. Who's been absolutely amazing for us, week in week out, laying that platform for us, and then also, you know, Jakey, Andre, all our, all our, you know, big, big guys there, and so for for us as a team, we really want to, you know, get the win this week, and as I said before, build a bit, you know, we we played Lee, played well last week against Lee, but you know, we want to. That was a great win, Yeah, it was, and you know, just build on that because we feel we've got some, you know, some some winnable games coming up, and you know, tomorrow, sorry, Friday, hope we can be the platform to, to, for us to keep going. Yeah. What, what, do you think you'll reach a grand final? No, definitely, mate, yeah. You've got to be confident, but obviously, yeah, that's, that's what we want to do. We're, hopefully. Yeah, we're taking it, you know, I, I know it's an old cliche, but you just got to, I suppose, take it, take every week as it comes. There's going to be challenges as there is this week. We haven't got, you know, our full squad and, and whatnot, but that's what you know. When hopefully, when we do get to that grand final, or we'll look back at weeks like this and be like, "Wow, that was a tough game, a tough win without yeah. a few of our players and mm-hmm. or whatnot." So, to answer your question, mate, yes,
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Thanks, Josh. no worries Joe? See, you, mate. Hopefully. Cheers, Joe. Thanks, pal.
0: And and that's us for tonight, Josh. So. <laughs> mate I just want to say again thanks so much for giving up your time I really appreciate it pal um, I know the fans have been itching since day one to, uh, to get you on so um, that's been class mate thank you very much again
1: yeah mate not a problem just to everyone um, I appreciate all your support like I know it's hard for you at the moment uh, not being able to come to the games as much as we probably want and we've had a few away games but you know, as soon as we get on the bus and then, you know all the boys jump on Twitter or all the other social media and just get an influx of you know all positivity from from a few of the boys. It's it really means a lot to to us all. So you know we, we really appreciate everything you do for us and you know everything the club's done for me. So I appreciate everything and thank you.
0: Cheers, Josh. Thanks for that, pal. No worries, mate. Thank you. Right, guys. Thank you very much again for coming tonight. Uh, We will see you next week. Um, I don't know who the guest is at this moment in time, so we'll find that out. So it's a surprise one, which we all like. Um, But yeah, Josh, good luck for Friday,
1: pal. Thank you. Thanks for having me, mate. See you guys. See you later.